This is a HeadGum Podcast. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Cheryl Hines. Tig Notaro. This is a um, a long docu-series. Yeah. The Vow. The Vow. There's a lot to talk about. And you'd think that with the limited time that we have to talk about it all, that we would get to more. Yeah, you think we would stay on track and really make that sure That we wouldn't you... talk about Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp and his lanterns. But you know what? I didn't we even do. mention lanterns. I said he drinks... Out of goblets. From a goblets. And, and live from a goblets. <laughs> <laughs> he drinks out of goblets. But in my, you didn't say he's like uh, writing by lantern. No, by candlelight. Well, what's in a, a lantern? A candle. A candle. Yeah, well, this is a pointless argument. Yes. Let's let the listeners in through the doors of Tig and Cheryl True Story. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs faintly. I am the first ever podcast. And Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hi, Cheryl. Hey, Tig. <laughs> Do you feel like we should come up with a an official way to get to, into our show? No, I think the awkwardness really adds to what we do very well. What do we do? We just are weird and awkward. <laughs> so I think <laughs> if we had like a, a great jumping off point, pe- people's expectations would be so high. But I think if mm-hmm. we just start out like, hey, hey, then it's like, okay, I see where we're going. Oh, okay. It's them again. <laughs> they don't have... <laughs> <laughs> they said they'd do it again. And, and they, they're doing... Sure enough. Again. <laughs> Whatever it is, they're doing it again. Uh, listen, I'm really... So, I'm excited about today. I'm ex- well, you should be excited about every day. Well, I am. But... All right. This particular documentary... I am fascinated by the idea of a, mm-hmm. a cult. Have you ever been in a cult? No. I had a dog named Yuckult oh. on Suburgatory <laughs> on a TV show. It's not the same. I know. Do you know I was on Suburgatory with you? You were? For an episode? What, were, what yes. did you do? <laughs> I played like a teacher or admissions person. Um, but oh. do you want to know... Do you know, want to know something yeah. about my stint on Suburgatory yeah, with you that know. you don't remember? I thought I was on Two Broke Girls. <laughs> so you, so you show up on a TV show and you think you were going to shoot Two Broke Girls and you're going to shoot Suburgatory. No, I remember doing Suburgatory, but then uh, Stephanie and I went to Bobby's one of it maybe it was his 60th birthday yes. i don't remember yeah. what birthday it yeah. was we were at his birthday and i was bobby, talking my husband go ahead right bobby my husband bobby kennedy yeah. jr <laughs> hines um <laughs> 
And Stephanie overheard me talking to somebody, telling them that I had been on Two Broke Girls. <laughs> and she knew that I hadn't been on Two Broke Girls. And then, oh, I know what it was. I was talking to the girl that was on Suburgatory with you. She was at Bobby's birthday. Yeah, Jane Does that make Carly. Sense? Yeah, and and yeah, and was she like, oh yeah, you were on our show, and you said yeah, two broke girls, and she said that's not at all. I think I was talking to her about how I was on two broke girls with her, and <laughs> Stephanie overheard it, <laughs> and she was like, you weren't on two broke girls, you were on Suburgatory. <laughs> you get your information wrong, like Amanda Knox, where you thought uh, you thought Amanda Knox was a killer for a very long time. Right. And you thought I was dating her and you were fine with you it. You wanted to date her. I do not want to date her. <laughs> okay. I want to remain married to my spouse. Yes, of course. Of course. That's what we all want. Listen, today. Yeah. Do you have something else to say about that? I was just going to say I've never ended up in a in a cult. Nor have I. I'm very interested in self-help. Same. I think it's not that those are one and the same. But I but think that's I think how they lure you in. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So today we're talking about The Vow. So this was an eight-part series on HBO, right? Right. But we're just doing uh, uh, the, the first four. The first four. We, get, we had to break it down because it's a lot to take in. So today we're doing... We have to break everything down. That's our thing. <laughs> Apparently, we talk, we talk about breaking things down, but we never really... We don't. <laughs> no, but we talk... We never have. <laughs> but it's always our goal. Is it? Yeah, I feel like it is because we talk about it so much. We're like, get, let's break it down. And then... I just checked in about to make poop. sure you're alive. Every, <laughs> yeah, we always end up talking about poop. Okay, listen. No matter what the documentary. That's where all roads lead back to. Poop. Poop. Do you want to tell everybody what this is about? Yeah, I'll tell people. The Vow, it's a 2020 HBO documentary series from Academy Award nominated and Emmy winning directors Jahan Najam and Kareem Amir. It follows a number of people heavily involved in the cultish self-improvement group Nexium. That's spelled N-X-I-V-M and explores the downfall and eventual criminal prosecution of the organization and top ranking members, including influential leader Keith Rainier. You know, what's fascinating is, like you said, people were drawn to this group because they promised to help you be a better version of yourself, to help you get over your fears. You know, people took a five-day course to figure out what's been holding them back and how they can make themselves better. And this guy, Keith Ranieri, is said to be a genius. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He's very confident with his delivery of information. He doesn't seem like he's missing information. Seems like he's got a lot of information. And then it also seems like he kind of makes things up as he goes along. Yeah, he is. You're right. He's very confident. And I think people are attracted to confident people. Um, Thank you. And they <laughs> and they want to follow them. They're leaders. But Keith Ranieri, like I was watching this with Bobby, my husband, and it was mm-hmm. driving him crazy because he does a lot of double talking uh, mm-hmm. and talks about absolutely nothing, but in a very confident way. But why don't we hear? Very confident. Very, you wouldn't, let's let's uh, hear a little bit from Keith and his genius. Mm-hmm. The Guinness Book of World Records said that he was one of the top scorers on an IQ test ever given. One of the top three problem solvers in the world. Wow. He learned French, German, and English before he learned to read. He went to college at RPI, Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, when he was 16. Also, they told me he had triple majors in mathematics, biology, and computer science. Keith is, among many other things, he's a third degree uh, black belt in judo. He was a concert double pianist. The part of the clip where he's at a dry erase board and just <laughs> yeah. writing that um, yeah. that equation. Yeah. I've always wanted to do a prank where 
people walk into a room like a classroom I don't know why I would be in a, a school but where I'm just doing X, Y, Z minus three times, you know, uh-huh. and just look like somebody caught me in the middle uh, of yeah, uh, solving a very large <laughs> equation. I never made it out of pre-algebra. Anyway, you know, of course, when I watched this, I had to Google Keith Raniere to see what his IQ was and or is. Can you find people's well, IQs the, on Google? Well, this is what Google told me. I'm going to Google mine. <laughs> Apparently, he took a test online by himself and mm-hmm. decided what his IQ was. But I think the whole thing just sort of debunked the idea that he had one of the highest IQs. It's like, yeah, I just took one a of test, three. you guys. <laughs> Nobody saw me do it. Nobody saw me, but trust me, it's high. It's so high. So there were red flags going up already. Well, I feel like, and and I hate being somebody, you know what it reminds me of? It's very similar. It's like when you're, when somebody's in an abusive relationship Mm -hmm. and on the outside, you can say, well, just leave. How could you get involved? You know that this person is terrible or they hit you or they said this or did this. And it's very easy to say that unless you're in the middle of the abuse. Right. And I feel like I was doing that and I didn't like that about myself because I kept thinking, well, obviously this guy is a ding dong. Why is anybody signing up for this? And the crazy part is that these people are highly intelligent. Yeah. You can tell they're they're completely intelligent people. Yes, yes. It's it's interesting because one of the main figures in this journey is Mark Vicente, who mm-hmm. uh, directed a a movie called What the Bleep Do We Know, and he he was drawn to Ranieri. And what I found during this whole uh, series is the people that are that get involved, they want to make themselves better and they want to make the world better Mm -hmm. and they all seem to want to change the world which by the way do you ever wake up in the morning and feel like god i gotta change the world it's a big that's (laughs) (laughs) i know what you're saying but in my own little way i want to through you know my my food choices and through environmental choices and and that's my hope. And I know it. the best change for that is going to come on a much larger scale through corporations. And I have such a very tiny part in it. But I do feel connected to the idea of I want to help make this place better. Hmm. Wow. How, however, yes. there is not a step in the process that they went through that I really believe that I could have gotten sucked into same because you're watching it and they're drawn to it and I think I I mean I see what's attractive if you're if you feel stuck in your life and somebody says look spend five days with us and we Mm -hmm. can turn it around and people spend a lot of time talking about their feelings and what's happened in their lives and what's keeping them back and you know and I guess for some people that's therapy some people you're talking to your smart friend who can help you through that and for these people they were like you know oh we can help you we have a system to help you to make you better to get you well yeah this feels so beyond um people looking for therapy because i never know what the names of these sort of organizations are or cult-like organizations but i do feel like there are people around me where i'm aware that they've gone to these lectures and these group things and these yeah. weekend retreats and and there is this vibe <laughs> within that community that's very like hey yeah it's all good we're yeah we're connecting and we're right seeing the yeah. the good part of people and but there is something there's something weird, and I don't mean to be jaded and negative, but there's something 
where it feels like, hey, little kid, you want some candy? Yeah. Or hey, why don't you just why don't you just do the drug? Right. Just try it. You right. know what the whole kissing on the lips? Oh and the, my god! Like why? Why? Well, yeah. Hey, hey, it's all cool. Come here. Yeah. Everybody kisses everybody on the lips because of Granieri, who that's how he teaches everybody to greet each other. So. Women kiss women, guys kiss guys, guys and girls, no matter who it is. You say hello and, and kiss them on the lips. That's a lot. Anyway, that would be... Well, that's it's enough. an immediate... It's immediate... Red flag. down of like, I'm trying to erase a boundary here. Mm. Like that boundary is just... It, that just doesn't even exist. Right, right. We're so open. So yeah. this guy, Mark Vicente, he is drawn to Keith Ranieri because interestingly enough... Uh, Vicente, you know, he did this movie and it's basically about quantum physics, which Mm -hmm. if you ever, if you ask anybody to define quantum physics, you really can't get, I can't get a good answer from anybody. Even when you, even when you look it up, it's like, no, mm, don't worry about it. Things are connected Give to things. Give me your best definition of quantum physics. Okay, this is what I think quantum physics is. <laughs> uh-huh. I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> I think it's when uh-huh. you think about life and the world and that the world is made up of matter. Okay? Uh-huh. Whatever that is. Particles, matter... But they're all connected and they have they take different forms and can reform into something else. So how are all those particles connected to each other in the universe? That's what I think. (laughs) Okay, let's hear what your definition is. I told you already I didn't even get through (laughs) pre-algebra. How do you know that mine is wrong? I just have a feeling, <laughs> well, but I wanted I wanted to hear you at least try and tell I, I me. I thought what I did. I thought I did a pretty good job. I mean, now I really want to Google quantum physics to see how off I am. But I think it's something like that. It's why don't you Google it? Why don't you Google it and tell us what? Okay, what... I will. When you and you talk about oh, why don't we listen to uh, Mark Vicente while I'm googling this because you'll get to hear him okay. talk about the program <laughs> and a lot of these explorations of meanings when you had the revelation whatever it was the missing something that you couldn't see you felt high it's like a peak experience so you start to have a bunch of peak experiences You're like this is the shit like we're not taking drugs we're not like blindfolded we're not doing sensory deprivation we're just having conversations okay so i googled it Okay. Okay. And really what comes up is quantum mechanics, but this is what it says. Quantum mechanics is a fundamental theory in physics that provides a description of the physical properties of nature at the scale of atoms and subatomic particles. It's the foundation of all quantum physics, including quantum chemistry, (laughs) quantum field therapy, quantum technology, and quantum information science. Okay. So honestly, I feel pretty great about my answer. Well, I wouldn't if I were you. <laughs> Why? I mean, even after reading that, if you go to a party tomorrow and somebody asks you what quantum physics Won't is... be. <laughs> what sort of party? What a horrible party. <laughs> I, okay, I finally venture out of the house. First of all, I haven't been feeling great. Second of all, I go out and I go to a party. Mm-hmm. It's a party. Uh-huh. And then somebody says, what is quantum <laughs> physics at that terrible party? Well, okay, maybe you're on a game show and you could be, uh, you know, it's the the million dollar question that you could be on uh, who wants to be a millionaire. I'm going to call you. Call me. I'll say my, yeah, I'll say my one phone call. Who th- is to Cheryl Hines. I know somebody who knows a lot about quantum physics. It's Hines. <laughs> let's call. Let's get Hines on the horn. <laughs> okay, listen. So Mark joins Nixium, and he gets his friend Sarah to come along. And what's kind mm. of hilarious is when they 
when they do show these five day workshops, they were like, mm-hmm. they were like little sad hotel rooms with somebody at a yeah. It's like the Holiday Inn. Yeah, and she even conference said, room. Yeah, this this woman Sarah, who was an actress, she even said when I went in, it was just sad, and I I was expecting like a Tony Robbins like huge audience yeah. and people cheering and you can do it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> let me ask you this. Do you think Tony Robbins is like a cult type of leader or he just seems to be a motivational? Well, it seems like he just does his business and then heads home, right? Writes he a doesn't book. need you to make a vow to right. him for the it rest of your life. It doesn't seem like he wants everyone to come over. Okay, so back to uh, the vow. So now, now this woman, Sarah gets involved and she starts going through the program and she's part of it is they have to keep recruiting people. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a, a red flag. It's a pyramid scheme, right? Yeah. So the only way they can move up in the program is to bring other people in and they have to wear these weird silk scarves that are of different colors and and oddly um, short. Oddly short. Yes, they're oddly short. And meanwhile, so now it's growing. This thing is growing. They're bringing people in. And and the people that are coming in are attractive. There are lots of actresses and actors and uh, successful people. I mean, what you find out is the women who basically were funding this. They're from... We mentioned it in the introduction. Yeah, they're the heirs from the Seagram's. Booze. (laughs) Booze business. Yeah. But they gave Ranieri millions and millions of dollars. So you have these successful people, even the the son of the former president of Mexico mm-hmm. gets involved. Oh, even Richard Bronson. Bronson? Yeah. Yeah. Why, he says yeah. That? yeah. He listens too. <laughs> hey, Rick. <laughs> Richie. <laughs> so you see these people getting involved and I'm sure they thought wow we are doing something great and we are changing the world and then and then things start getting weirder like the whole thing about Keith Ranieri and the volleyball well to me Keith playing volleyball that is just Gross. you know what it reminds me of what it reminds me of the kind of person and I know this is it's funny that I'm talking about lying on a couch because I just was telling you before the show, I haven't been feeling well and I was lying, I've been lying on the couch. I don't normally lie on the couch, but the volleyball portion of this series reminds me of the kind of, it's like a, it's a man. It, it, I guess I've mainly seen it in men where you walk into their house as a visitor and the man is lying on the couch and he doesn't get up. It's just like I like that hey. it's a man. Doesn't even move. Yeah, doesn't even move. You're you're in his kingdom. You've walked in, you come to him and say hi. He's watching a ball game and he's lying on the couch. That and kind does of a, vibe. a head nod. Yeah, yeah. At most. And that's at what most. this volleyball thing reminds me of. Is that kind of um like I love volleyball and I'll be playing volleyball on Sundays every week and you come to me. And you yeah. play volleyball. And yeah. It reminds me of the man on the couch that's just yes. watching sports. Like, yes. Hey, yeah, Tig's yeah. up in her room. Not that that was my father <laughs> or my stepfather, but you know what I mean? Just like yeah. there's no respect to you or your life no. or nothing. If you like volleyball or not, but he. He really wanted everybody to go to these volleyball games every night from like midnight to 430 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they did. And they would. And it's I mean, listen, the number one reason to watch The Vow is to see Keith Ranieri in his volleyball outfit mm-hmm. with his headband on and his knee pads and his hair in a ponytail. Honestly, he doesn't even look that different than Keith Ranieri in the Holiday Inn lounge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he's got his short, but he's got his shorts on, and right? His knee but pads if he was headband. in that outfit at the Holiday Inn, I wouldn't flinch. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It would just be like, yeah, right. there's Keith. And by the <laughs> yeah. way, I have spent a lot of time in Holiday Inn lounges. 
Yeah. Um, that was the beginning of my road days in stand-up. Okay. A lot of, I'm just telling you, I've spent a lot. Oh, of, that's just a side note. You've seen a lot of Keith Raniere's I've, in your day. I've just, I have unfortunately <laughs> done told a lot of jokes in Holiday Inn, Ramada Inn lounges for <laughs> like 50 to $75 oh. a night. Oh, I thought you meant you just went there and got a drink, but you're saying that's where I'm you I'm saying that was the early days of my career, <laughs> my friend. And there was some booking agent in Oregon that would book comedians through these one-nighter horror gigs. And I remember when I did this one show somewhere in Idaho, I was standing on a stage without, um, without, no, it was in Montana, without, it wasn't an elevated stage. It was just a dance floor. There was a disco ball above my head. (laughs) And there were like four pickled drunks at the bar and I was just telling my (laughs) jokes and I remember going back to the motel room and the booking agent from Oregon called me and he said hey listen I got I got a call from the management that you asked if they did any sort of drink or food specials for the comedians no asking for deals or free food (laughs) I, I got in trouble (laughs) because <laughs> sometimes you know at a gig they'll give free food yeah, or like half of off course. Uh, don't even right. ask or you're not working for me anymore <laughs> click <laughs> i went back to my motel room that did that had a push-in lock <laughs> on the door <laughs> just like the ones you have at home yeah like this yeah you just the push the, the little night. knob in and then like hopefully you wake up alive the next day Hey, don't ask half off for the (laughs) burger. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Burgers. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god um oh wait you want to hear a little bit of the uh volleyball game yes from please the... is it just the okay. tennis shoes squeaking on the court i have no idea i can't wait to hear it though and then at night you know you were expected to go to volleyball it was like you know midnight to 7 a.m <laughs> and around um 10 30 or 11 the a team and keith Renier would show up the a team this guy why volleyball? <laughs> I didn't understand volleyball at first, but it became a big social event. When intensives were going on, you could have like 50, 60 people in the bleachers, basically just watching, yamming each other, whispering to each other, talking. And then in between games, everybody would gaggle around him, you know, and would ask him question after question after question. It's just, it's just shocking that people found him so wise and smart and 
asking him question after question on the volleyball court. <laughs> when I was watching this, one of the things that I thought was really interesting, and I it almost flipped me into, oh, wow. I could join this cult. I would love to be a part of this cult. <laughs> because Keith Raniere and his associate, Nancy Salzman. She is a real pistol that one she's a real handful and they had to call her prefect and they had to call him vanguard weird but anyway those two did you find this moment very fascinating when they figured out how to help the guy that had Tourette's yeah so the guy had a lot of ticks he had he I mean it's all you know was captured on video it was all you could see he came in with a lot of ticks and he had a he was really you know um, experiencing effects from it, and they worked with him, and he doesn't have ticks anymore. And so, do and you? It, I mean, it it seems legitimate. Well, because then they did it with another person, yeah. and then I thought, oh my god, they are going to change the world because that is huge. But then we never heard about it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should I mean, be a real highlight. That, <laughs> something to revisit. It seems like that's a scientific miracle. Yeah. But then we're back at the volleyball game. You know, I think the series is so well done. Um, but I have to say, uh, say it. one of my favorite things that I noticed is the different uh, insert shots that they did <laughs> during the voiceover. And maybe you'd have to really pay attention for the next four episodes. But mm-hmm. while the... Um, audio is going Mm -hmm. and again this documentary is being made by the documentarian Vicente yeah so he's filming and recording everything and just so much is captured that's that's what kind of sneaks up on you when you're watching it is crazy yeah because not only is everything videotaped but even if he doesn't have a videotape going he has Audio. audio of it yeah so wh- whoever he calls he has an audio tape of it the Even whole time you're he- thinking how did they get this footage and then it's like oh right a documentarian is in the middle of it all yeah and it was really interesting because there comes a point where he falls in love with this girl named bonnie who was also an actress from star wars yeah so she you know was uh clearly smart had a lot going talented talented and she great singer and she fell in love with uh with mark vicente Mm -hmm. and they were a cute couple and um and at one point she starts thinking i think this is a little uh weird yeah because they they start and mark wasn't thinking that no mark was like he was all in this mark loved uh Raniere, mm-hmm. cuckoo bird so much he called cuckoo bird every morning <laughs> for seven years yeah seven years he had cuckoo bird on speed dial <laughs> and at one point you know bonnie was like hey hey mark uh, I'm gonna. I'm ready to get out. It's mm-hmm. good. It's a little weird. Yeah. And um, that's when you know things start popping. And Mark's like, "What do you mean? What do you mean weird?" And then Bonnie starts saying, "You know, I'm I'm noticing some of my girlfriends losing a lot of weight, mm-hmm. like skeletal, and now I'm learning that they've started like a subcult within the cult." And it's all women. And they're manipulating them. And not only are they manipulating them, but they are asking for collateral. They are making these young women give them... Nude pictures or very revealing stories that nobody... They would never want anyone to know. And then if they don't have that, then they make up lies. Yeah, about their family or something that seems like it would be so important that if it got out, it would ruin them. So this is my question to you, Tig. Yes. Okay, so, so far, 
So far, I'm in Nexium. I'm like, hey, they cured Tourette's. That's great. Oh, people are playing volleyball all night. That's not bad. And people feel good about themselves. So far, I'm like, I, I don't mind it. And then when they would say, hey, can you send nude pics? I'd be like, excuse me? <laughs> for, for what reason? I just played volleyball. <laughs> I just did all the things that you asked for. Why do you need the Why? nude pics? But it seemed like a lot of these women, and I'm sure it speaks to what you were talking about, like an abusive relationship, because I guess at that point you're in so deep. Yeah. And if somebody asked you for collateral, you, Uh, Heinz, would you give nude pics? Would you tell a top secret story or would you make up lies about Bobby? Uh, I'd rather make up lies about somebody else than like give nude pics of myself. (laughs) But, I mean, because it, if it's a lie about somebody else, then it seems like it could be proven that it was a lie later. Do you feel like you have collateral in your life, just you as a person? Do you have some deep, dark secrets and stories where you're like, I Like just... I've never killed anybody or... Well, sure, you haven't or... killed anyone, but is there something where you're like, God, I hope Tig never finds God, I out hope about my, this. my nudes never leak. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm sure I've sent pictures to Bobby that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wouldn't want people to see. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I really would not want people to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I mean, I and we're going to also a... we're going to post those on our social media <laughs> accounts. <laughs> well, have you have you we're are you telling me you've never Cheryl's nudes? <laughs> Are you telling me you've never sent nudes of yourself to somebody? What am I gonna? I'm gonna send my scarred chest. Yeah, I've sent that. What about your other privates? I I don't have any other privates. Oh, you do. <laughs> you act like <laughs> you do. No, I don't. I like pretending. You, you're not a Barbie doll. I, I like pretending like I am. <laughs> I I do this character around the house where I act like nobody knows my gender, including me. I always say, Liza, I've never even looked down there. It's none of my business. That's the reason they call them private parts. It's private, even for me. What about uh, things that you've done? I have never, I have never sent nudes to mm, anybody. That's I've smart. never on it, a that's phone, wise. and I've it's certainly wise. never made copies at the photo booth. Oh, I know. Okay, I'm and, happy to and say I've never done them. That. In an envelope. It is funny on fo- in photo booths when you're trying to have a private photograph and then yeah. you have to go. The guy in the photo booth now knows all of your private moments. It's so <laughs> lucky for us now that uh, we have, uh, you know, cell phones. Yeah. So we can do it ourselves. Yeah. We're not waiting for some creep to-, to judge us as we drive through the Walgreens uh <laughs> <laughs> photo drop off. Okay, but I what what about you though? Do you have collateral something you've done that you're like, oh, shitballs? If if people knew about this, I'd be ruined. Well, that's what Stephanie and I were talking about. Is everybody, of course, has things that they don't want people in the world to know, or nudes right. that you're sending. I guess all the time. They seem like two different things, by the way. Everybody, everybody. Well, that's can be the nude. thing is, is it's what makes you vulnerable. Somebody, right, a, that's a right. nude picture might make you vulnerable or a story from your past might make you vulnerable. And that's what mm-hmm. I was saying to Stephanie. I mean, like I said, there are no nude pictures of me out there. As hard as you may try to find them, <laughs> they're not out there. I, I'm going to, as soon as we're done, I'm going to start searching. But I also feel like, if there were nude pictures of me um, or if a story about my life that I didn't want out there got out there, it, mm-hmm. I don't feel like any of it would ruin my life. I don't feel like, yeah. oh, God, I feel like if there's a story, I could be like, oh, here's what happened or this or that or mm-hmm. this is why I wouldn't have wanted you to hear this or um, or right. if somebody but, has a nude picture of me, I'd be like, oh, well, yeah, that's what my body looks like. You yeah. know. Well, do you think it's because we're um, entertainers? The age. <laughs> but I do think like as a comedian, Stephanie was saying, 
I think because you're a comedian, you're used to feeling vulnerable and putting yourself out there, being exposed. And so there's not too much that I would be that horrified coming out about me, whether it was my body or a story from my past. But also, do you think it's because we're the age that we are? Like we've lived through moments where where you think, oh, my God, this is going to ruin my life. Right. And then you wake up the next day. It's like, oh, I'm still alive and people don't give a shit. Well, and that's (laughs) the other thing is when Mark Vicente was talking about how these people they're going to ruin my life or they're going to take me down or they're and I was thinking how interesting it is when you're so in your own world and you're thinking my life is going to be ruined they're going to take me down and I'm sitting here in bed watching his movie going who is this guy it, it would his <laughs> life really be ruined like if I met him at a restaurant I wouldn't know who he was like I would you know what I mean I'd be friends with some, I wouldn't Word wouldn't get out to me. Right, right. Nor would the Nexium gossip lines reach most people. Right. That's true. And when people are in it, when you're in your own drama, Mm -hmm. it feels like, oh, my God, when I walk out in this restaurant, everybody's going to turn and look. Yeah. No, they're not. Nobody Nobody is thinking about anything but themselves. That's right. That's something really good to keep in mind. It's true. It is so very true. I remember when I first moved to Los Angeles, I was at a coffee shop. I had been riding my bike and I just wanted to pull over, quench my thirst with a soy latte. And so okay. I'm sitting there in some cut off jean shorts. Sexy. Hairy legs. Okay. Lost me. And I remember I was sitting there thinking... Oh my gosh, I forgot I live in Hollywood now. I had just moved there from Colorado and I thought everybody's going to be staring at my legs. (laughs) And then I looked around and really realized nobody, nobody even knew I was there, much less were they looking at how long ago it had been since I shaved my legs. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's about right. Yeah. That's about how people live their lives. Like you have a hole in your sweater and you're like, oh, my God, I can't go out to dinner like well, this. I wouldn't, I wouldn't care can. about that. Okay, listen, let's get back to the vow. Yeah, we have to get through some stuff. So now Sarah's involved and now Bonnie says she needs to get out. They tell Sarah, we need to get out. Mm-hmm. And Mark Vicente says, you're not going to believe this, but it sounds like... There is this subgroup called DOS, D-O-S, and it's all women, and they're being asked to be branded, and they are like branding. Like a cow. Like, like branding. Like with a hot, mm-hmm. with a hot, what is it called? Iron. Hot, hot iron. brander. That's right. Hot brander. And it's this symbol. A branding iron. Thank you. It's a brand. <laughs> It's like it's iron. (laughs) With a hot brander. A hot brander. Branding iron. Branding iron. And they're like, can you believe that that might be going on? And then Sarah's really quiet. And then uh, Mark is like, do you have a brand? Mm -hmm. She's like, maybe. Maybe. If I did, I couldn't tell you. And it's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So now Sarah, in this documentary, she says... I was part of this women's group and it was exciting and empowering for women. And then the the day I got inducted or whatever you want to call it, we all got naked, all the women piled into a car, which I also was, I, I don't know if I heard that right. They got naked and then piled into a car because that. I think I heard that too. It was, it sounds very uncomfortable sitting in a car completely naked. That I think I wouldn't like for a lot of reasons. I really liked Sarah, by the way. I like Sarah, too. I mean, I like a lot of these people, but Sarah, she seems really cool, really smart. Very earnest. Yes. Like, I really wanted to make myself better. I wanted to be the best person I could be. I wanted to help other people. And then, yeah, then she talks about getting involved with this DOS group. and, And by the way, Sarah's married at this point. 
and these other women are holding down each other while they get branded. Mm -hmm. And I remember Sarah said she didn't even flinch, right? Well, because somebody took her aside and said, hey, be a leader. Uh huh. Show these other right, girls how to be Right, but that doesn't seem like something you can actually do mind over matter with. I mean... Well, she's been working the program for a long time. I know, Cheryl. I'm just saying, <laughs> why don't I try branding you? <laughs> well, I... Oh, wait, do we want to hear her talk about it? Let's go to the clip about DOS, but can you tell our listeners what DOS stands for, please? Of course I can. It stands for Dominance Obsequious Soliloquy. <laughs> soliloquy. I'm pretty sure that was it. Nailed it. It's like quantum physics. So what I knew at this point is that Lauren had sisters. She was part of a pod. I knew there were other sisters under Lauren. She said, one day you'll have slaves, and you'll have six slaves, and then you'll be a grandmaster. Now, keep in mind, every step along the way is totally weird, hmm. just like sashes are weird. But then Lauren explains it, and it's like a little less weird. It's like it's more of an, a, a metaphor. It's an exercise. I said, OK, this is bizarre, but I'm in. And then she said, OK, if you're in, then you need to give more collateral to solidify your agreement. She's like, yeah, let's, let's just do a nude photo. Just for me to have, mm. so I know you're in. Okay, Tig, let's just do a, a nude photo. I like that Sarah says it got more and more weird, but I was like, yeah, okay, I'm in. Yeah. Again, I keep going back to, I don't know what it is in my personality. And again, I'm sure anybody within this cult, if they heard me, the people that got out and thought it was insane, if they heard me saying that or anyone, you would, you'd be like, yeah, easier said than done. But I just feel like yeah. there's something in me where as soon as there's a red flag, I'm like, okay, all right, yeah. who's this? What's this going on? Well, you know, but by the way, that's that was also part of the way they manipulated people because they would say, if you're doubting, that's part of your weakness and that's why you're not able to move forward I can accept that I can accept having a part of my personality that's doubtful of things that questions things and I can look at myself and say oh you're just uh, pushing something away or not opening a door for yourself or you're not being open-minded but I feel like again the hardcore red flags Mm -hmm. that were popping now up, I, I would just, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. You'd be like, stranger danger. I got to get out of here. Stranger danger. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So like Sarah was saying in that clip, now she's in a part of DOS and oddly part of the structure of DOS is that they become a slave, quote unquote, to the person ahead of them. Mm -hmm. So they have to now text their master, can I have 87 calories? And it turns into this really weird, <laughs> I like that it turns into, and they have to keep recruiting other women into as this. As far as the calorie thing, here's the other reason why I don't think this would work well for me. <laughs> if I had to send in my calorie intake, Mm -hmm. I, it would immediately, you'd ask for permission from your master. That would immediately spark me wanting to send funny things. I would start <laughs> texting my master and say, hey, I just ate three cupcakes. Or, you know, I just bought an like a dozen cupcakes. I just ate the whole thing. What do I do? You know, instead of the... uh Hey, master, can I, have can I have this? It would just be more of like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> look at me. I am full of cake, have icing on my mouth. I just wouldn't play along very well. I guess that's yeah. what I'm realizing. Yeah, I don't think you'd be a good slave. Or master. If somebody said, or can master. I have 87 calories? I'd be like, uh, yes. Why would I ever care? <laughs> 
<laughs> How many calories do you have? Also, I was sleeping. I was, you know what I mean? Like, please. Do not text me again on this number. Yeah. Who dis? Yeah. Um, New phone, okay. who dis? <laughs> exactly. Okay, so now towards the end of the fourth episode, one of the girls that's involved is named India. Mm-hmm. And her mother is Catherine Oxenberg, who was an actress on, what show Dynasty. was she on? Dynasty. Dynasty. Yes. And also part of the... Royal family. She's like a... Royal family. Spinoff of the royal family. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you're listening, Catherine, I did not say that. That was Of course tastefully. Catherine's listening. Oh, I mean, of course she is. All of these people except for Keith are <laughs> listening. So now Catherine has contacted Mark Vicente and Sarah and is like, I need to get my daughter India out of that cult. Mm-hmm. Please help me. But can I just say something? Of course. There's something that struck me as funny. And I'm listen, I'm, I don't mean to be a hater because I've not been in Catherine Oxenberg's situation. But no, you haven't. There was, there was so much footage of her like really lounging on the couch, like with her arm like up and resting like. This is an emergency. I am panicked. I am absolutely panicked. Right. I am a mother. And it's like, and, and it's like in a spiral right your here. Your body language is saying something else, but okay, I'm going to, I do believe you, but it was just, just a lot of like it, sitting on the floor, eating dinner with everybody. It's probably so similar panicked. to when I'm saying, listen, I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> Uh, we're going to need to do something in a hurry. Right. She and I That's are probably right. similar in that way. Yes. Okay. So now we have uh, Catherine. She's about to go full force with all of her resources to get her daughter, India, out. And by the way, India does not want to get out. No. But. She's very happy there. Don't we find out that she's she's also been branded? Yeah. I mean, that's terrifying for a mother to think that your child has been held down and branded. I cannot even imagine. And is there nothing that can be done to help that scarring? Well, there are creams and ointments. For brandings? (laughs) For for burn, you know, for skin burning. Yeah. I don't think that, I mean, that's the intention is to, to form a scar. But can you do skin that grafts? That will never go away. Uh, can I tell you about skin grafts? Yeah. That means that you're cutting off skin from another part of your body to sew it onto that part of your body. What about so someone else's not... skin? Does it work like that? Um, like a cadaver? Can... Abra- well, abracadaver? I just made that up. Um, that's good. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there is cadaver skin, but I don't know that cadaver skin is going to look any better than your scar. And if it's cadaver skin, we don't know that your body will accept it because now it's a foreign substance on your body. They would more likely, and I know this because my daughter's had skin grafts. Anyway, we're really leaving this on. An- well, I did. I mean, it just I, that's all I was thinking about at one point was just how do you fix your body once you have this? You know, do you rebrand with a Ugh, the- like make a cuter brand out of it? Like people do with tattoos. Yeah, yeah people you rebrand yourself. Like when I like what Winona Ryder on uh, what's his name? And he turned it into Wino. Uh, well, I don't Who know what you're talking to- about. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Who who was the actor that Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp had a Winona Ryder tattoo, and then he just turned it into Wino. Johnny Depp just seems like <laughs> <laughs> I just I've what? tried I've oftentimes tried to imagine when somebody starts dating Johnny Depp, I yeah. try to imagine bringing him. To 
a function thanksgiving to anything just bringing mm-hmm. his jingly jangly self into <laughs> a party a dinner the grocery store and he has his pirate hat on and like how can you take that i'm not sp- sure he wears his pirate hat everywhere he goes he looks like you would turn the corner on it's a small world and you would see and Johnny, he, De- that's where he lives. I am convinced that he lives in the It's a Small World in Disney World. That you go in the little boat and there he is. And there he is. I mean, he did buy an island. He has he? an Instagram account that every now and then, I don't follow him, but he's somebody where I go, I wonder what Johnny Depp's up to. And I'll go look at his Instagram. It is the funniest thing in the world this guy is not kidding he is not kidding he he's the real deal he he writes by candlelight in calligraphy and and drinks a goblet of red wine and and he and he like does these instagram videos of like in a dungeon he's like hello i've been you know living here i've been i've revisited painting and i've been and I'm just sitting there going, he, I'm sure, has gold coins in his pocket and he has <laughs> buckles on his boots. And he has, like... I like that he's Instagramming, I, even though he's living this exactly. authentic pirate life. Oh, now I'm, I'm intrigued. I have to You have see. everybody stop what you're doing and go look at Johnny Depp's <laughs> Instagram account. And that is the funny thing is to picture him using a selfie stick or setting it up on a tripod and filming himself <laughs> with his goblet of wine in a in a in a dungeon. Oh <laughs> I'm my sorry. god, that makes me laugh. I'm off. I'm no. off. I'm You're off. You're off the rails. Okay, that we're we listen. We're winding it down. Oh right. So change the brand into something cute. That's what we're hearing. Yes, rebrand That's what we're yourself. leading people with. literally rebrand yourself into the the person you want to be oh we are leaving on an uplifting thought okay so that's where we're leaving everybody with Catherine Oxenberg is trying to get India out and they're also trying to bring Ranieri down and uh, hmm we didn't even talk about Allison Mack. Oh yeah. Okay, just 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 quickly. She's from Smallville. Smallville, an actress from Smallville. Yeah, I'm anxious to see what her deal is. She sort of teams up with Ranieri, and she's the head of DOS. Yeah, she. I rem- I followed this story in the news, and it's not that long ago. It, I no, mean, it, that's it's a crazy not. thing about this series is you're watching it, and they show you the date. You know what I really appreciate about this docu series is what? they always put the names up of who it is. You know how you you, you could be watching oh, like something. Yeah, you can kind of forget who. Wait, who is yeah. this? What is this person's name? Yeah, but you can be watching it, and you're thinking, "Am I watching this? When did this happen?" And then it pops up and it's like 2018. I know. And you're like, this was right before the pandemic, essentially. It's crazy. Or there's moments where it feels like you're watching it in real time. It feels yeah. so recent. Relevant. It's new. Yeah. And and I was just following this in the news is how it feels. Yeah. And he was. Yes. He, oh, I, I won't jump ahead. But. Okay. Don't don't jump. I, ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, Tig, so we will come back Mm -hmm. to our next episode is going to be talking about the last five episodes of The Vow on HBO. We're going to wind it down. We're going to break it down. And we're going to tell you everything you never wanted to know about it. And Johnny Depp. (laughs) Okay, one more thing before we go. It's time to check in with all of you, our listeners out there, in a segment we call True Fan mail. Yeah, last month we uh, talked about the documentary Boys State. And mm-hmm. if you listen to the episode, you know it's about a mock government summer camp for teenage boys. But it turns out there's mm-hmm. also a girl state. And we heard from a couple of listeners who are girl state alums. 
Mary writes, back when I attended, we were running on little sleep. So toward the end, we were all perhaps a little more invested in the silly platforms. In our fake parties winning, I remember crying at the end and feeling so overwhelmed by it all. And a good bit of those emotions came from lack of sleep. Now I can see mm-hmm. it was just an intense moment shared by a group of people manipulated somewhat by lack of sleep. And yeah, it was all raw, raw government is good. Here's how it works. Okay. Margo, who also is part of Girl State writes, my favorite story to tell is that of the flag ceremony. We had been prepped that it was a very special ceremony honoring the US flag and our country. As we entered mm-hmm. a dark community college gymnasium, I really appreciate that she wrote out, wrote out gymnasium. gymnasium. Most people would just say gym. No, I, I it's know. So it's shorter. I know, Cheryl. That's why I Not brought, Margo. No, I know. That's why I brought that to you. highlighted the, it. Yeah. We were handed candles and told not to speak. Our leaders mm. came in carrying flags and did a whole choreographed placement all leading up to the American flag being placed in the middle under a spotlight with a fan blowing on it so it would wave. Unfortunately, the fan was on a little too high, causing the flag to wobble. There were gasps in the crowd. Then suddenly the flag fell all the way over. There were shrieks, and I definitely saw one girl cry. Wow, this makes me never want to go to this girl's camp. I don't don't think... (laughs) I think you're too old, and I'm I'm not trying to make you feel bad about yourself, mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. that everybody would feel like mother had shown up. How dare you? I was trying to ruin what I can go to girls' state if I want to, and I can you can, have but a you're gonna ruin you're gonna ruin Margot and Mary's time. I wonder if Margot and Mary know each other. I wonder if they were at Girl State at the same time. Ooh, Margot <sighs> and Mary, please get in touch. Let us know if you please, know each other. Please, And lastly, we have a five-star review from Carrie Reen, who writes, Awesome Show. That's the, mm. that's the subject title. I love mm-hmm. documentaries, but my husband does not. I didn't realize how great it would be to feel like I got to discuss a few of them with friends. Great show. Please keep doing it with five exclamation points. Thank you, Carrie. Yeah, Carrie Reen seems like she's in a bit of a panic thinking that we're going to stop this. Yeah, don't worry, Carrie. No. We're doing it. There's no way this show is going to stop. Nothing will stop (laughs) us. Okay. (laughs) And just to remind everybody that we do love reading your messages and comments and reviews. We do. Keep letting us know what you think about the docs and leave us a review. And we just Mm -hmm. might read your responses on the show it's fun exciting yeah it is exciting um are you is there anything that you want to talk about that you're doing that people should know about i mean you know i have my other podcast don't ask tig Mm -hmm. and um i have some of the biggest names in some of the biggest areas of entertainment cheryl but i can't tell you specifically who please cheryl for the love of god no you go ahead who like who? Well, I can't, I truly can't say so, it until uh, it comes out. Uh, okay. Why don't you just listen and find out for yourself? But also, I'm on Star Trek Discovery, playing mm. Jet Reno. I mm-hmm. would imagine a lot of people love me and hate me. <laughs> it's just. Are you like a bad a bad guy? No, I just feel like that's people either like me or they they hate me. I feel like everybody <laughs> loves you. You're one of those people. Everybody oh, loves you. People mm. love me and they hate me. Wow. Yeah. I've never met anybody that hates you. Yeah. But I don't, you know, I don't seek them. Once again, water seeks its own level. <laughs> remember, remember that I do. By the way, that doesn't even belong in this conversation, but I just wanted to say it. What do you want to promote? Well, you know, I'm on a fantastic show called I Can See Your Voice on Fox on Wednesdays. And I don't know if I'm allowed to tell people this, but but I will. I also am on an episode of Masked Singer. <gasps> and I, got, I have to tell you, the theatrics inside that soundstage, mm-hmm. you cannot even believe. You feel like you're tr- tripping on acid. You've got people dressed like 
popcorn and the sun rays. Have and... you ever done acid? No, but that's what I'm imagining. It's just like Mass Singer. Have you done mushrooms? No, but you want to hear a quick story? Yeah. When I was in college, these kids, they asked me if I wanted to do mushrooms, and I said, I'm not really the type. And they said, no, you should do it. And I went into the, it was all guys. It was me and a bunch of guys. And I went into the, the girls' bathroom, and I I put them in the trash because I didn't want to do them. And then we're all sitting around. They're like, do you feel it? Do you feel it? And I was like, I... I, you know, yeah, I feel something. And they go, oh, my God, you didn't do it. What did you do with the mushrooms? And I said, I threw them away in the ladies' room. And they ran in there and got them out of the trash and ate them. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so the answer is no. I, uh, yes and no. I had, uh, I came close, but I didn't do it. You know, it reminds me of the time I was standing in a circle <laughs> and somebody lit a joint. And I was so scared. And they passed the joint around the circle. And I just put it to my mouth. And I did not inhale it. I was, I think, and did, I think I was in like seventh or eighth grade. Did anybody say, hey, you're supposed to inhale it? Or No, I think everyone was high and they just thought that I was also doing it. But I <laughs> did not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we could go story after story of things that we, we never did. did. I've always wanted to send in a video to America's Funniest Home Videos of my cat just sitting on the floor and saying, oh, my gosh, she just knocked over the TV, but I didn't have the video out in time, so I didn't actually film it. But this cat jumped up and, you know, almost, almost. I almost had the footage, but I never had it. Yeah. All right. I think you you should. Okay. Okay. This is it. We will see everybody next week. No, we won't. Right? Well, you'll hear us. Yeah, you'll hear us. Bye, Cheryl. (laughs) Should we do this again? Oh, right. Yeah, let's do it again. (laughs) Are we on drugs? (laughs) I don't know. I think just talking about all the... It really got us on a weird trajectory. Yeah, I guess... I guess we probably don't have a druggy fan base. No, but you know, if if we do, we would love to hear from you. And we just your, don't do them. <laughs> we come very we close, come very close to doing <laughs> drugs. <laughs> All right, let's do okay. it again. Let's do it again. All right. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kopisich and Thomas Willette. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willette with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can also email us at TigandCherylTrueStory at gmail.com. Next week, we will be watching the HBO docuseries, The Vow. That was a HeadGum Podcast.